fiery horse with the speed of light, a clot of dust, and a hearty Ohio silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. Clint Wilson had been warned by agents of the government to stay out of Indian territory, and with his lucrative business as a crooked trader gone, he sought other and quick means of making money. He confided his plan to a friend, Monk Gunther. I just got a tip, Monk. The army's buying 5,000 head of beef down in Texas. Yeah, from who? Old Jim Buckthorn. The herd will have to come up the Chisholm Trail through the territory. And it's moving to Fort Dodge, huh? That's right. Now, if we get a bunch of men together, we can stage one of the biggest rustling jobs ever pulled. How do you figure, Clint? We can jump the trail crew at the Red River Crossing. They'll be in the territory then, and both of us know it like a book. Yeah. Once we get the herd, we can peddle it to the Indians of the Five Nations. <laughs> That's not going to be easy. It will be when you hear my plan. Now, pay close attention. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had just crossed north over the Arkansas River when in the distance they saw a thin column of smoke rising into the clear blue sky. A few moments later, when it broke into small puffs, one following another in rapid succession, the masked man called... Oh, wait, Tonto. Close oh, it. Oh, Steady, big fellow. Uh, that smoke signal, Kimasabi. But me not savvy what smoke say. It's being sent in Morse code. Oh, light telegraph, huh? Yes. 
The message for us, he's a big fellow. Who send message? I don't know. This mouth will make a smudge fire. I'll answer it. Uh, get wood. The fire was built, then covered with green grass to form a smudge. The smoke was trapped by a blanket, then released to rise as a small cloud. Puff after puff went up to say that the Lone Ranger was ready and watching for a message. The message came, and the masked man turned to Tonto. It's a message from General Hancock at Fort Dodge, Tonto. He wants to see me at once. How General Hancock know where find us? Telegram told him we'd left Larned two days ago. He reasoned that we were somewhere between Larned and Fort Dodge. Oh, him know we see smoke signal, huh? Yes, that's right. That is very important. Oh, is that fire out, Tonto? Uh, get out. Good enough, steady silver. Easy. Easy, Scott. Easy, father. One silver. Get him up to town. General Hancock was waiting when the Lone Ranger reached Fort Dodge well after midnight. With his usual military directness, the general told why he had sent the summons in smoke. The Army of the Plains is moving westward within three months. Yes, I learned that at Fort Larned three days ago. And as you know, an army travels on its stomach. (laughs) That's true. We've placed a large order for beef with old Jim Buckthorn down in Texas. You know him? Oh, of course. He has one of the biggest herds down that way. That's right. We've contracted for 5,000 head of cattle, and it's to be delivered here before we start west. But I've learned something that disturbs me. Yes? I got a letter yesterday from his niece, Laura Adams. She says the old man is planning on making the drive himself. But he's too old to make such a drive. Exactly. He's past 80 and as stubborn as a pack mule. What do you expect me to do about it, General? Well, his niece thought perhaps I could dissuade the old man from making the trip. You'll never do it. He's made up his mind to go on the drive. There's nothing that can stop him. That's why I sent for you, my friend. The army's got to have beef. If it doesn't get it here on time, it'll cost the government plenty. I didn't make the contact, but I don't want to be blamed for it either. I'll help you if I can. You can. All I ask is this. Yes? You and Tonto start south for Texas immediately. Be on hand when old Jim Buckthorn starts his cattle herd up the big trail. Don't let it out of your sight day or night. Very well. We'll leave the first thing in the morning. But uh, let me warn you, if Jim Buckthorn learns we're scouting his trail for him, there's no telling what he'll do. (laughs) It would offend his dignity. Well, he won't know a thing about it unless he runs into trouble and needs your help. But I'm informing his niece, the Adams girl. She'll be depending on you. You mean she's going along on the drive? That's what she said in her letter. Now, if you run into trouble with Jim, maybe she can straighten things out. Now, here's a set of signals. Signals? She'll use them if she wants to communicate with you. And uh, one more question. Uh, Yes? Do you know a man named Clint Wilson? Only by reputation. He was a trader operating in the Cherokee Strip until the Bureau of Indian Affairs ran him out. Why? Well, old James hired him as the trail boss for the drive to Dodge. Keep an eye on him, will you? I certainly will, General Hancock. Todd and I will start for Texas in the morning. Adios. Adios, my friend. Three weeks later, old Jim Buckthorn sat astride his favorite mount, Thunder, and watched with a glow of pride in his aging eyes 
as the first of his great herd of cattle moved slowly northward from his own range and began the long drive up the Chisholm Trail. Finally, he turned to his niece and only relative, Laura Adams, who sat a paint horse beside his own. Where's Clint Wilson? I don't seem to make him out. He hasn't come back from town yet, Uncle Jim. I'm waiting for him. What in thunder did he go to town for when we're just getting the herd moving? I... I thought there might be some last-minute instructions from Fort Dodge. Oh, don't know what they'd be. It's our job to get this herd to them, and none of their concern how we do it. Oh, here comes Clint now. It's time he got back on the job. Don't see why he didn't send one of the punchers in town anyway. I told him to, but he said he'd rather go himself. Here he comes. Oh, 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 oh. Any messages, Clint? No, Miss Laura. It wasn't a thing. Well, did you check both the post office and the telegraph station? Yes, ma'am. Nothing at either one. Why didn't you send somebody else to town, Clint? I hired you as trail boss. Well, I didn't want to trust no puncher to go to town with the herd moving out, Mr. Buckthorn. Might get drunk and not show back. We are short of men, Uncle Jim. They're too short of them to suit me. Couldn't afford to lose another one. Why didn't you hire more men? I told you to. Well, I tried to. I don't want to work a long drive like this is going to be. Well, guess I'll get moving up to point. You better. Me and Laura will be riding drag if you need us. Get up there. Come on. Come on, Laura. Just a moment, Uncle Jim. What's the matter? I'm going to ask a favor of you, for your own good. What is it? Don't work too hard on this drive, please. Let the men do it. <laughs> you still think I'm too old to go along, don't you, Laura? No, I didn't say that, Uncle Jim. I never did. Only, only if you just take it easy. You see, Uncle Jim... You're all I have in the world. I don't know what I'd do if anything happened to you. All right, Laura. I'll take it easy. Promise me that no matter what happens on the drive, you'll let me and the men handle it. Will you? Yes, I promise. Now, come on, let's ride the drag. That's Sunday work. Get up, Thunder. Come on, Faith. Steady. How's it look to you, Joe? Good. We got him strung out for a couple of miles already. Find out anything? Plenty. She got a letter today. From Fort Dodge? General Hancock. He found out I'm trail boss, and he told her I had trouble up in the strip. Told her to watch out for me. Did she tell you what was in the letter? No. She hasn't seen the letter. And how in thunder do you know what's in it? I've got it in my shirt right now. Holy smoke. When she told me she was expecting an important message, and for me not to mention it to the old man, if one came, I got suspicious. Today, when it arrived, it was addressed to her. I steamed it open and read it. And she don't know about you having trouble up in the street. <laughs> I reckon she won't know till it's too late to do anything about it. That's not all that was in the letter. In fact, that's the least part of it. Well, what else is in it? Somewhere over in them hills right now, there's a masked man and an Indian watching every move this herd makes. Masked man and an Indian? Yeah. The Lone Ranger and his Indian friend, Tonto. Ah, get out. I don't believe it. It's a fact. According to this letter from General Hancock, the Lone Ranger's to scout this herd clean to Fort Dodge. Don't the old man and the girl know about it? They don't know nothing about it. And as long as I've got this letter, they won't. Day after day, the big herd moved northward, across the little Colorado, across the Brazos River. From a distance, the Lone Ranger and Tonto watched the monotonous progress by day. And with the aid of binoculars, being careful at all times to keep out of sight, they watched it at night. 
A few days after the Brazos had been crossed, the Lone Ranger expressed his suspicions about the obvious dullness of the drive. I don't understand it, Tonto. We've been traveling for weeks, and not once, as Laura Adams indicated, she knows we're scouting the herd. Ah, me think of that, too. Or not send signal. I wouldn't be concerned, except that Clint Wilson is our trail boss. Oh, him plenty bad medicine. He had a reason when he took that job. It wasn't because he needed the work. I thought he would have showed his hand by this time. Well, maybe him wait till him cross river into Indian territory. I thought of that. He knows Indian territory better than most Indians. It would be the logical place for him to make trouble, but he'd have to have help. You mean outlaws help him make trouble? Yes, Toto. I think Jim Buckthorn's range crew would prove loyal to the old man. Well, let's ride ahead and investigate the river crossing. Oh, that's a good idea. If Clint Wilson have outlaw friends there, we find out. We should get there by sundown, so let's get started. Steady, sir. Easy, 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 fella. One, two, and up, stop. It was sunset when the last of Clint Wilson's outlaws reached the rendezvous at the Red River Crossing. They rallied around the bearded and heavy-set Monk Gunther. Any more men due to ride in before night, Monk? No, I, I just took tally and they're all here. That is, with the exception of Clint and Joe. When do they do? About sunup, I guess. They'll cross with the herd. Then we jump them, huh? Well, that'll depend on what Clint's worked out. He'll take over when he gets here. Hey, Monk. Yeah, I thought you said all the gang had rode in here. Well, they have. Then who are the two critters riding in now? Huh? They just crossed the river. Well, hey, he's right. There are two riders coming this way. There's not any of our men. There must be. That big arm around the white horse is wearing a mask. Yeah, I see he is. The other rider's an Indian. Well, I'll be shot with sassafras. Hey, boys. Hit the saddle and be quick about it. What are you going to do, Monk? Now, listen, boys. We're going to stop them two. They try to get away, mow them down. All right. Here they come now. Steady. Let's go. Get up there. Yeah. Hey, rain up there. Surround them, boys. Surround these two. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story. 
As the outlaws, under the leadership of the bearded monk Gunther, rode suddenly into the open, the Lone Ranger realized he and Tonto had been taken by surprise and that it was useless to resist. He reined in as instructed. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Get him up, Tonto. I'll do it, Tonto. I'll handle him. This is not good. Don't you hear what I said, mister? Get him up. Let him have a slug, monk. He'll get him up. <laughs> Calm down, monk. Don't get excited. I thought I'd find you and the rest of the boys here. We were looking for you. Hey, listen, mister. I've kept pace with Clint since Buckthorn's herd started out. <laughs> I think you know something about it, monk. Yeah, I know about the herd all right. Did Clint send you on ahead? I'm to take over until he gets here. Wait, take over? From who? You're not taking over from me. I'm the boss at this end of the line, and I'm stand boss. You want to back that up, monk? Sure, I'll back it up. Then start slapping leather. Uh, oh. hey, oh, they oh, shot oh, the gun right out of his face. Oh, Biggest oh, draw I ever saw. Do you want to argue the point further, Monk? I, I don't argue with that kind of shooting. No, sir. <laughs> I can see now why Clint took you on. Good. Now we can get down to business. Said the big fella, easy. Who's the Indian? A friend. I brought him along for a special reason. Yeah, why? Well, uh, Buckthorn may be suspicious. Late yesterday, some more of his range crew joined the trail herd. Yeah, they did, uh, How many? Seven. That makes a total of 20, including the old man and his niece. That means you'll need help. Yeah, there's only 12 of us, including Clint and Joe, when they get here. Where we get help? There are a lot of Indian renegades in this part of the territory. Yeah. And that redskin will line them up, is that it? Really better get gone if the herd's going to cross the river around daybreak. Yes, there's no time to waste. You must have uh -huh. Be sure to get men we can trust. They kind of will help us. Uh. Hey, Stabby. Adios. Get him up, Scout. Now that's taken care of. I'll be on my way again. Steady, big fella. Hey, you just got here. Where are you going? Now you take charge. I'm riding back to the herd, monk. Clint will want to know that everything's in good order here. Steady, fella. Uh, tell him not to worry about anything. With the Indians coming in to help us, we'll take over the herd ten minutes after he gets here. I'll be seeing you. Hold me, fella. I love you, sir. When darkness settled over the camp of the Buckthorn Trail Herd... Clint Wilson ordered the men to build two big bonfires and keep them going until further orders. Joe called him aside for an explanation. What's the idea of them big bonfires, Clint? I can't wait any longer for that lone ranger to show his hand. I've got to force him to do it, Joe. Yeah, but how are you going to do it? According to the letter General Hancock sent to Laura Adams, two big bonfires are a signal. He's to answer with a bonfire of his own. Yeah, I'll remember that. When he lights a fire, I'll get his location. Then we'll sneak up on the masked man and his Indian friend, Tonto. You know the rest. Wang, bang. They're out of the way for good. You bet. <laughs> yeah, there go the bonfires. The boys have lit them up now. Yeah. yeah, let's sit back and wait for that lone ranger to tell us where we can find him. For an hour, Clint and Joe peered into the darkness, but saw no answering bonfire, and a sense of uneasiness gripped the trail boss. I don't like the looks of this, Joe. That critter should have answered us by now. What can we do about it? He's up to some trick. I don't know what it is, but we've got to beat him to the draw, whatever he's up to. How? Saddle our horses. 
While you're doing it, I'll tell the old man and the girl we're going to scout the crossing. Yeah, but where are we going? To the crossing. I want to warn Monk and the boys to be on the lookout for the Lone Ranger. As Clint and Joe rode out of camp, the two bonfires still burned brightly. Several miles away, the Lone Ranger raced toward the trail camp. But as he topped a ridge, he saw the fires and drew rain. Oh, Silver, oh boy, oh, easy, steady, big fella. Signal fires. I'm supposed to answer them. Steady, Silver. Dismounting, he started to search in the darkness for brush with which to build his own bonfire. When out of the night and some distance away, he heard hoofbeats. Quiet, Silver. He was unable to see the riders and concluded that they might be Indians. And if so, he would lose valuable time in trying to overtake them and make certain. Then he remembered that at no time since the trail herd left Texas had Laura Adams tried to communicate with him. He decided to ride on without answering the signals he had seen. Steady, Silver. Easy. All right. Let's go, big fella. As the bonfires in the trail camp faded to glowing embers, the range crew repiled them with dry brush, and once again they flared brightly, casting the rays over the contentedly grazing herd. Pile her up, boys, now. Keep her going. Hey, here comes the boss, boys. What's the sense of keeping these fires going? Well, Mr. Buckthorn was told to keep them going. Trail boss said so. But they might frighten the herd. We don't want to stampede. Put them out. Yes, ma'am, we'll put them out if you say so. Who's standing guard tonight? Well, Clint Wilson never left any orders when he rode out. We figured you or Miss Laura would name the guard. The trail boss says we've got to be careful until we cross the river. This is bandit country. Yes, ma'am, I know it is. I hear someone riding in now. Yes, so do I, Uncle Jim. Must be Clint and Joe coming back. That's not the trail boss. It's a masked man. Cover him, man. Cover him. You're covered, mister. Now get him up. Hold your fire. I'm no bandit. And what are you wearing a mask for if you're not an outlaw? I can identify myself, Mr. Buckthorn, if I may lower my hands. All right. Lower them. But make one move for your guns and the boys will make a sieve out of you. Sure will, Jim. Here, take this. What's this? A bullet? A silver bullet? Why, Laura, he's no bandit. He's the Lone Ranger. Well, boys, I think I'll turn in and get some sleep. All right, Monk. Just roll up there by the campfire and keep your back warm. (laughs) Hey, listen. Somebody's riding in here. Yeah. They're heading right for the campfire. It's said, boys. Cover them. Hey, that's the boss. It's Clinton Joe. Hello, boys. How's everything? We've right, got everything in hand, Clint. We're just waiting for the herd and the Indians to get here. Indians? What Indians? Uh, once the last man sent his Indian friend to get. They should be here before the herd arrives. What's he talking about, Clint? Just a minute, Monk. Did you say masked man and his Indian friend? Sure. The two you sent to take over this end of the deal. I knew it, Joe. You were right, Clint. It's him. What are you two gabbing about? Monk, you jughead. You've been tricked. Tricked? By who? By the Lone Ranger. Now, let me get down off this horse. Now, you can tell me the whole story. We may have to act fast. Think you and Tonto have been trailing along with us ever since we left Texas. And we didn't know a thing about it. 
Evident from the signals I saw tonight that Clint Wilson kept the message General Hancock sent you, Miss Laura. Fortunately, it may not be too late to upset his plan. If Clint and Joe are not back in ten minutes, you can bet they've skipped out. They must have known you were on to their trick. They have skipped out. Clint and his gang will be waiting at the river. In that case, we've got to strike them first. We'll leave Miss Laura and one of the men here to guard the herd. You and the rest of the range crew will go with me, Buckthorn. We should ride in on them well before daybreak. Take them by surprise. They outnumber us two to one. Well, let's saddle up, men. Go with the Lone Ranger. Come on. Oh, I'm hit. Hey, what's it? Wilson's gang. Get out of the firelight, everybody. Here they come. Open fire. Open fire. They took us by surprise. Come on. Look, Uncle Jim. Look. The They're stampeding. That may be a blessing in disguise. Keep up your fire, men. Keep shooting. Keep up your fire. Throughout the rest of the early morning, Clint Wilson and his gang charged the trail camp. But the wildly milling cattle made his efforts difficult. Then, as the first streaks of dawn appeared in the sky, he called in his men. Hold your fire! It's starting to get daylight. In about ten minutes, it'll be light enough to pick them off one by one. Four of our men are wounded, Clint. They're no good for a hot fight, and we'll have one when we close in. Yeah, we've still got a majority. It'll be easy. You can figure they've got men out of commission, too. Maybe permanent. Hey, Clint, look north. Yeah, what? Horsemen, lots of them. <laughs> Must be them renegade Indians. Yeah, we can take care of Indians any day. Indians, nothing. That's the cavalry of Fort Arbuckle. Horsemen. Oh, golly, you're right. It is the cavalry. But it's led by that Indian friend of the Lone Ranger. Oh. Look out behind you, Clint. Huh? Up your guns and get your hands up. Uh, not me. I'm going to get him. No, do it, Clint. Get your hands up. You'll get him. I told you not to draw. He's a shooting fool. You're surrounded, Wilson. You'd better give up. Yeah, quit. I've had enough. Realizing resistance was useless, Clint Wilson's outlaws surrendered. With the aid of the cavalry, the stampeding herd was soon rounded up. And as the cattle began to string out once again for the slow trek northward, the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode up to Jim Buckthorn and his niece. Oh, Silver. Oh, well, Tonto and I will be going now. Our work is done. You're... You're not going on with us? We thought surely you would. The cavalry will see you through. They have to take the prisoners to Fort Dodge. Oh, that's different. But, my friend, let me ask you one question before you go. All right, Buckthorn. What is it? How did Tonto happen to bring the cavalry? <laughs> when Tonto and I were with those crooks, I told Tonto to be sure to get men we could trust. Monk and the others thought I referred to Indian renegades. <laughs> but Tonto knew what I meant. So that was it. By thunder. <laughs> I wish you'd ride along as trail boss for my crew. What's the matter with you, Buckthorn? You've trail bossed many a big drive before. <laughs> Laura says I'm too old. I'm past 80, you know. Oh, Uncle Jim, I... Uh, Mr. Buckthorn, age isn't measured in years. It's measured in spirit. You're as young as you were the first time you rode up the big trail. By golly, after that fight, I sure feel like a yearling. <laughs> and by gosh, I'll prove it. Laura, I'm taking over. <laughs> Adios. Adios, my friend. Come on, Tonto. Come on, Silver. Come on,
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank you.